This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Your hosts for this podcast are Robbie Lashua and Tyler Hurley. Robbie is pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church, as well as professor of apologetics, worldview, and ethics at Mission Bible Institute. He is a graduate of Phoenix Seminary, as well as a graduate of the Master's in Christian Apologetics program at Biola University. Tyler is currently earning his undergraduate degree in theology at Grand Canyon University and currently serves as an apologetics intern at Desert Springs Community Church. Happy Thanksgiving from Christ Culture and Coffee. I'm Robbie Lashua. I'm here with you today to talk about gratitude. Uh, it's that time of year where we are starting to cook turkeys and uh, anticipate hanging out with some family. Uh, and just wanted to spend some time talking about gratitude and its role in our life as Christians and uh, what kind of an apologetic gratitude can be when we're talking with people who don't believe that God exists. Um, thankful to be with you today. Uh, today, uh, Tyler is not with us. Um, if you could be praying for him, he has a ton of stuff coming up uh, with school and finals and and all of that. Um, so he'll be back in a few weeks, but if you could be praying for him as he's as he's just uh, ending up with school for the semester, we would really appreciate it. Um, wanted to start with a coffee tip uh, for our listeners. As many of you know, uh, we like to give away coffee mugs. We have our own uh, logo on our own mugs, and if you send in a coffee tip to us and we choose to use it on the air, uh, then we'll send you a free coffee mug as a way of showing you that we're grateful and that we are thankful for you listening and for sending in these coffee tips. Um, so I have a tip here, and uh, this week's winner of the prestigious coffee mug is Becky. So Becky, thank you so much for sending in this coffee tip. Becky says this, and this is this is a very practical tip. It's a very quick tip, and uh, with the busyness of the season coming up, I think a lot of our listeners will probably uh, start using this tip. I know I'm going to. What Becky said is this. She said that before putting your coffee into your coffee mug, it's a smart idea if you heat up your cup. You put a little water in it, throw it in the microwave for about 30 seconds, and then dump the water out and pour your coffee into your preheated mug. Uh, not only is this good because it keeps your coffee warmer for longer because the mug doesn't need to be heated by the coffee, but it also keeps the coffee from turning bitter. Um, by putting coffee into a cold cup, it can actually make the taste of it turn a little bit bitter, but having the coffee cup heated first, having the mug heated up, it keeps keeps the coffee more true to its flavor. So this is a great tip, Becky. I thank you for that, um, especially because it's getting cold here in the Phoenix area. I, I know most of our listeners that, that don't live in Arizona are thinking, cold? You know, what is it? 40 degrees? Yes, this morning, actually, when I woke up, it was 44 degrees, and that is frigid for us. I know a lot of you are laughing at me out there, but that's okay. I was, I was pretty chilly. My kids are putting their sweatshirts on. You know, our winter clothing comes out with jackets and long uh, long pants and stuff. Uh, but for, for those of you in other places, this would work too. Heat your coffee mug up in the microwave before you put coffee in it. So Becky, thanks so much for uh, sending in that tip and we will be getting you a mug uh, soon. 
Um, if you have any other coffee tips and you want to send them in to us, please do so. Uh, I, I leave my email in the show notes and you can send in your own coffee tips in hopes of getting one of these mugs. We are starting to run out. And so if you want to get one of these mugs, please send in a coffee tip, a good coffee tip that we haven't used before. Uh, and if we use it on the air, we will mail you out your very own Christ Culture and Coffee mug. So thanks again, Becky, for that tip this week. Well, uh, the time of year for giving thanks is quickly approaching. We're about a week away now. Uh, For many, uh, the Thanksgiving season can easily become the, oh my gosh, I have so much to do, I have so much to get done before all my family invades my house and expects turkey season. Uh, But uh, it doesn't have to be. I think it's interesting how a day that's set apart for us to give thanks can become one of the most stressful days of the year, one of the most uh, anxious times of the year for us. Um, But ironically, cultivating gratitude and thankfulness in our life, it has been shown to decrease stress and anxiety. Uh, It seems that amid the busyness of the upcoming holiday, it's important for us to remember the importance of gratitude and how a thankful heart can help us uh, benefit uh, greatly from, from this time of year. Having a, a grateful heart, being thankful, being um, uh, generous even in our thanks can help us in a lot of different ways. And I heard this, I heard this argument before. Um, I remember a few years ago, the first time I heard it, it really just caught my attention because there is so much evidence medically that gratitude helps you to have a happier life. Having gratitude as a regular part of your life brings um, brings uh, a happiness into it. Uh, there's actually a, a, a PhD, Robert A. Uh, Emmons. He's the world's leading scientific expert on gratitude. Uh, what he does is he's a professor of psychology at the University of California, Davis, uh, and he's the founding editor-in-chief of the Journal of Positive Psychology. And this guy has written so much on gratitude. He's got blog posts and he's got articles, journal articles, Articles. He's got books about the importance of gratitude in our life. Um, among the things that he says uh, gratitude helps us with, um, he says that there's physical benefits, uh, including stronger immune systems, lower blood pressure, better sleep, and more motivation to exercise and take care of ourselves. Uh, Not only are there health benefits, physical health benefits, but there's psychological benefits. He talks about how uh, practicing gratitude in your life can bring higher levels of positive emotions, uh, better alertness. Think about that, better alertness, increased joy and pleasure, and an attitude of optimism. Gratitude also, he says, has many social benefits, Uh, increased generosity and compassion. Uh, People who practice generosity are more forgiving, Uh, they're more outgoing, and they feel less lonely or isolated. And I, I was looking into this idea of gratitude bringing all of these benefits for human flourishing. And um, uh, Robert Emmons isn't alone in thinking this. Um, there are so many different... If you just Google search um, health benefits of gratitude, I mean, you will find so many different medical um, professionals and and medical schools that all admit to this. They all say, yeah, a life of gratitude 
is extremely beneficial for human people. Uh, human people. I guess I should just say people. <laughs> but it's extremely beneficial. Um, I think this is interesting. And so we want to dive into, especially in this season of thankfulness, of gratitude, uh, how do we practice and cultivate gratitude in our lives? And uh, what exactly is is gratitude, right? What exactly is it? I think we've all experienced it, but it's it's good to define exactly uh, what it is. So uh, uh, Dr. Emmons, he, he, he explains gratitude as having two components to it. He says that the first component of gratitude is it's an affirmation of goodness, right? We're affirming or acknowledging, we're appreciating that there are good things in the world and there, these good things are gifts and benefits that we've received. So the first step is acknowledging that there's gifts given to us. Uh, and the second part of gratitude, he says, is recognizing that these, the source of these good gifts is outside ourselves that we're not the originators of these good gifts, but there are other people, other persons, that give us many gifts, big and small, and they help us achieve uh, good things in our life. So it's, it's interesting. Basically, gratitude is the appreciation of things that we've been freely given. It's a, it's a way of seeing or experiencing yourself as the recipient of a good thing from a generous person. That's what gratitude is, taking time to see that you are the recipient of good things from a generous person. Now, I think that this is really interesting and that by practicing a, 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 an attitude of gratitude, right, by having a thankful heart, by giving thanks, um, we actually can make our lives healthier physically, socially, and psychologically. Uh, this is really interesting to me on, on a few different reasons. Uh, the, the first is that if we live in a world that there isn't a God living, there, there's no God existing, if, if atheism is true, that worldview can't make sense of the health benefits of gratitude. Uh, let me explain. Uh, because we need a person to direct our gratitude toward, right? That's that's one of the definitions of it, that we acknowledge that these good gifts aren't from ourselves, but they're from another person. So in order to express gratitude to another person, to direct it to another person, uh, there are certain things in the world that can't be directed to other human beings, right? Um, if, if you think about it, you can be grateful to your spouse for a lot of things. The, the kindness they show you, the love, the self-sacrifice, right? The, the acts of service that they do for you. Um, but who are you grateful for your spouse to, right? You can be grateful to your boss for giving you a raise or giving you extra vacation days. Um, but who are you grateful to for your boss, right? You can be grateful to your children for things that they do, but who are you grateful to for your children? And that's an interesting thing if atheism is true because what the atheist claims is that there's no ultimate person that we're grateful toward, right? There is no God. It's just the universe. It's just the material world that exists out there. Um, and so... Basically, they're saying we don't have an ultimate being, we don't have an ultimate reality that we can be grateful toward. There is no God to be grateful to. And this is interesting because then they, they have to admit, I mean, the, the medical profession says that gratitude is healthy for human beings. 
But if there's nobody ultimately to be grateful to, then what they have to admit is that natural selection created an illusion of gratefulness towards somebody who's not there that actually makes us healthier. And that seems kind of odd to me, that, that the blind forces of natural selection would create an illusion of gratitude toward a God in order for us to actually be healthier. So what, what they're saying is that, what, what they'd have to say, is that you need to live an illusion in order to be healthier and happier. And that strikes me as odd because I'd think that living in reality is what we should all be striving for. Living for what's true is what we should all be striving for. But if the medical professionals are right about gratitude's health benefits, which, again, there's so many different articles, there's so many different uh, doctors and, and medical schools that talk about this. If they're right about that, and the atheists are right, we, we are stuck with this dilemma of, okay, uh, evolution created an illusion that actually benefits us. It's kind of odd, right? It doesn't make sense. Now, um, I'm not saying that atheists can't express gratitude. Of course they can, and, and they do. What I'm saying is they don't have a reason, they don't have a person ultimately to be grateful toward, right? Who are they grateful toward for their spouse? Who are they grateful toward for their health, right? Who are they grateful toward for all of these things that aren't given by other human beings? They don't have anybody. Now, of course, they can express gratitude, and, and the reason for that is because they actually live in God's world. The, the idea that there isn't a God in existence is false, and it's because they live in a world that God created and he bestows gifts upon all of us uh, because of that, they can express gratitude to a, a higher ultimate being, even though they don't believe that he exists. Now, th they'll push back a little and say, no, I can be grateful towards the material world, right? I can be grateful towards the universe. <clears throat> but think about what they're saying. Um, this is really interesting. Uh, when was the last time that you were grateful to an impersonal, unguided force? Have you ever been grateful toward gravity? I don't think so. Oh, we've all been grateful for gravity at times, right? We've all been grateful for electricity, but that's a very different thing than being grateful toward electricity. Because to, to, to show gratitude, it has to be directed at a person, not a force. And so the universe is a very, very weak uh, recipient of our gratitude. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of an impotent thing to, to become the focal point that our gratitude is directed toward. Uh, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I've, I've been grateful for tables or for cars, but I've never been grateful to cars or to tables because gratitude is something that's only directed towards persons not towards things, not towards forces. And so the atheist has a, a difficult time with ultimate gratitude. Um, uh, G.K. Chesterton uh, has said, I love this quote, G.K. Chesterton said, the worst moment for the atheist is when he is really thankful and has nobody to thank. <laughs> I love that. But, but that is the predicament, right? We've all been overwhelmed with gratitude at times in our life. 
but to not be able to direct it towards a person uh, is is lackluster. It's 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 not fulfilling. We want to praise somebody for good things that happen to us, but if atheism is true, there is no someone to ultimately praise. There is no someone to ultimately be grateful toward. And so, because of that, it seems more likely that there is somebody that we can be grateful toward. There is somebody that we can praise. There is somebody that we can give thanks to. And that someone is the person who is responsible for all of the good things that are bestowed on us, all of the good blessings, all of the good stuff that happens to us. And I think that that person is God. Um, this, this idea of gratitude totally makes sense within the Christian worldview. I mean, Scripture talks about this idea of directing your thanks toward God for the things that he's done. Uh, Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. A couple of verses later in Colossians 3.17, Paul says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We're told to give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, right? Um, this, is, this is an important aspect of the Christian life. Uh, we thank God for what he has done for us, right? We're directing our gratitude towards a person who's bestowed on us these good things. Um, in James 1.17, he says, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. God is the ultimate giver of every perfect gift, right? Every good thing, every perfect gift is from above. And that leaves us as the benefactors of these good things, right? As the recipients of these good gifts, it leaves us in a state of, of being grateful. And we need to have something, a person, to direct our gratitude toward. And that person is God. And so I think that the fact that we all want to be grateful and the fact that we practice gratitude and the fact that it's healthy for us psychologically, physically, and socially to practice gratitude points to there has to be a God who exists. I think that gratitude is an argument for God's existence. It's, an, it's, a, it's this component of a human soul. It's this thing that we have within us that we want to be able to do. But if there was no God in existence, there was, there'd be nothing to direct our thanks toward. Um, <clears throat> and You can kind of see it as, as an appetite that we have. We have an appetite to show gratitude. Uh, C.S. Lewis talked about how in life, all of the different appetites that we experience, they all have a fulfillment in something out there, right? I, I get hungry, and oh, there just so happens to be food, right? I'm thirsty, and oh, there just so happens to be drinks. Uh, he says that even sexual appetites, there's a way to fulfill those, right? A proper way to fulfill those. Uh, and then he, he talks about this longing for home, and that it's an appetite we have, and it must have some correlation, it must have some satisfaction in the real world, because every other appetite we have does have satisfaction out there in the real world. Um, and so that's why his kind of an argument for heaven from Lewis. But I think we can extrapolate that towards gratitude. We desire to be grateful, and it's good for us to be grateful. It benefits us to be grateful. And so since that's the case, we have an appetite 
for gratitude. We have an appetite to be thankful. So there must be a person out there that we can direct our gratitude towards. That appetite can have satisfaction in God because he does exist. So I think that gratitude's existence is actually proof for God's existence. Now, a lot of times we don't practice gratitude as we should. Um, We can kind of uh, bring hindrances upon ourselves. It's not something that necessarily comes natural all the time because sin has impacted us, right? And instead of being grateful for what we have, a lot of times we compare with other people. Um, This is really difficult, especially with social media, right? Um, Nobody is posting, well, I wouldn't say nobody, but hardly anybody posts everyday, boring, drab, depressing pictures on Instagram or Facebook. I mean, everybody tries to look their best on there, right? And so if you look through it, you're, you're seeing everybody putting their best foot forward, and it's easy for envy and jealousy and discontentment to creep in. And that's why practicing gratitude is important, right? To be grateful for what you do have. And if we stop to think about all the blessings that we have, I mean, if you, if you started writing a list of all of the, the blessings, all of the good gifts God's given you, you, you wouldn't be able to stop. You wouldn't have enough time before you fell asleep to write them all down. There's just so much to be thankful for. Simple things like the air I'm breathing that is not something I created. It's not from me. It's just given to me freely, so much so that I don't even re- recognize it most of the time. I just take it for granted, right? I, 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 I um, almost abuse this amazing gift that's vital for my existence, that's vital for my brain function, <laughs> that's vital for every aspect of what I am. I just take it for granted because it's just there in abundance, That's what God's done for us. There are so many things like that that are just in abundance that he's lavished upon us that we should stop and take time to to be grateful for, right? To count our blessings and to direct our thanks toward God. So many things. Um, If you you watch the news, um, man, it's mostly just bad news, right? And it can be easy for your mind to just dwell on the negative. We have to fight. We have to push. We have to make time to meditate on what's positive, on what's good. And it's fascinating to me because bad things happen. And life is horrific. And sin has has ravaged our hearts and our minds and this world. And we do atrocious things to one another. But if, if you just stop to contemplate, most of your life, good is happening, right? Most of your life, it's good that's occurring, and bad intrudes into that, and we act shocked when it does. I'm thinking about it right now. I, I'm My body's not in any type of pain. Nothing's persecuting me right now and, and harming me, you know, to where I, I'm, I'm just in agony. Um... Today has been good. I've had food. I've had I've had water. I've definitely had coffee. Uh, that's a blessing. I'm breathing air right now. I'm in a nice temperature of, of a room, even though it's getting colder outside. I've had people around me who love me and care about me. I've had hugs from my kids. I've had people say nice things towards me. I've had time to pray. I mean, on and on and on. Most of my day has been the good things that are happening. And and. <clears throat> Sometimes we should stop and think, why is it good that happens? Why, why is good the default, right? Why is good the default that we take advantage of and we think always should be? And then when evil intrudes, we act shocked. Why isn't evil 
the default? Why isn't bad always happening with a little intrusion of good here and there? Um, it's, it's because that's not how God created the world to be. When he created it, he said, it's good, it's good, it's good. When he finished everything, he said, it's very good in Genesis 1, right? And so good is the default position, but evil has intruded in the good. Evil is trying to make its way into the good. But if we can turn our thoughts towards the good and being grateful for what has been lavished upon us, it's healthier for us. It's good for us to think on the positive. And again, this isn't, this isn't ignoring the negative. This isn't uh, turning a blind eye to evil or to problems. But the majority of our life, we do exist in a sea of goodness. We exist in mercy. We exist in this amazing experience of things are nice. Things are nice. Things are good. And, and evil intrudes into that. But we can be grateful for the good. And so I think that's something that's important for us to think about. And there's a lot of different ways to practice gratitude. And again, I I started the podcast off talking about the busyness of this season, right? And man, you can just worry about what you don't have accomplished yet, right? In regards to what you need to cook, in regards and where you need to go, in regards and what you need to clean. Or you can dwell on the good, That family is going to come over, and whether the house is exactly spotless or not, you can have an enriching time in conversation and in fellowship with people that you really care about and love. You can you can take time to say, you know, we might not have you know all the pies I wanted to make, but we have food, and none of us are starving, and we're going to enjoy really tasty food this week that God's blessed us with. That he's given us. I mean, God, he didn't make stuffing turkey, mashed potatoes, and cranberry sauce all to taste the same. Why does taste exist? Why is there variation in taste? Because God's good, and he blesses us with good things. And we can take time to be grateful for that. But a lot of the time, you know, we just take it for granted because, well, yeah, food always tastes different. There's variation. Well, why? Because God's a good God, and he gives good gifts to his kids. Because he loves us. He doesn't just give good gifts to people who follow him either. He gives good gifts to all people. Right? There's that verse that says that God causes his rain to fall on the good and the evil, on the righteous and the unrighteous. Right? God gives good things to human beings. And our a proper response to that is gratitude. And so with the hectic season that's coming up, um, a couple of ways to practice gratitude I've jotted down for us here. Uh, The first is that we have to acknowledge that in order to be grateful means we're directing our thankfulness, our gratitude towards a person who's given us gifts. And this is great. Just stopping and thinking about the act of gratitude, it really helps with humility, Right? A lot of times we can think that we're really doing a lot in life and, and I'm, I'm making something of myself and look at this beautiful spread I put out for my family on Thanksgiving or you know whatever. But when we stop to really uh, take inventory of all the good things in our life, it humbles us to see how much God's given us. It puts us in our proper place to see how much this great God loves us and uh, who who we are to him, how much he loves us, the care that he gives towards us. It's a humbling practice to, to do uh, and also to acknowledge that I didn't do anything to earn these gifts. They're just given to me by a really generous benefactor, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, the second thing is to cultivate a life of gratitude toward God and toward other people um, that that 
we have around us that we can love, that we can show gratitude towards. And I think that this is really interesting. I was I was reading through, um, like I said, all of these different uh, blogs and all of these different medical journals on uh, gratitude, and I came across a uh, an article uh, from the Harvard Health Publishing, uh, Harvard Medical School, and I'll, I'm going to leave a link to that in the show notes. But this is listen to this. This is from Harvard Medical School on gratitude, and they gave um, a few different ways you can cultivate thankfulness in your life. And I just want to read you these. Uh, they say that uh, one of the ways you can uh, cultivate gratitude is to write a thank you note. Right, write a thank you note and send it to somebody, or or deliver it and read it to the person that you're thankful for. That helps cultivate gratitude in your life. They even say thank someone mentally. If you don't have time to write, just just you know uh, imagine that you're thanking a person. They even mention uh, that keeping a gratitude journal is important. Right. Uh, this is what it says. It says, make it a habit to write down or share with a loved one thoughts about the gifts you've received each day. Think about that. To share with other people, to talk about, look at all of these gifts I've received. And it's interesting because they're not talking about directing gratitude towards God, right? But they're just saying it's healthy for us to practice gratitude like this. Um, another thing that they say is count your blessings. Can you believe that? Harvard Medical School, count your blessings. And this article says, pick a time every week to sit down and write about your blessings, reflecting on what went right or what you were grateful for. Sometimes it helps to pick a number, such as three or five things that you will identify each week. As you write, be specific and think about the sensations you feel when something good happened to you. On the Harvard Medical Journal, it also says, pray. People who are religious can use prayer to cultivate gratitude. Think about that. They acknowledge, Harvard acknowledges, that prayer can help cultivate gratitude. Even though there are a lot of people who teach at Harvard and go to Harvard who don't believe that a God exists. How crazy is that? So, again, we're back to our, is this an illusion that helps us? It's a helpful illusion. It's a helpful delusion. Or is there really a God out there because gratitude does help humans to flourish. And they also talk about meditating, thinking about the things that you're grateful for, meditating on them, um, uh, finding finding joy and happiness in the things that you're grateful for. And so that's, that's again, that's a secular study, right? Harvard Medical School. Um, but it is helpful even for us as Christians to think through what does that look like, right? Obviously, prayer. We can, we can cultivate gratitude through prayer. Start your prayer with thanksgiving, right? I think it's really interesting. There's that passage that says, um, enter his gates with thanksgiving, right? In, in the Psalms, I think. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Maybe a way to enter into prayer is with thanks. Before you start asking for things, right? And, and petitionary prayer is important. But maybe before we start asking for things, we should start with thanks to recount just today. I mean, just the last hour. What am I grateful for? Lord, what have you done in my life? I'm, I'm, I want to direct my gratitude toward you for the things that you've done and are currently doing in my life. So prayer is huge. Um, I think, you know, they said to, to keep a gratitude journal. I would say start a prayer journal. Put requests you make to God in a journal. And then as he answers them, go back, write down the date uh, when the answer came and, and write down what it was. So often God answers my prayers and I forget 
He answers my prayers all the time, and and then I'll forget about the specific prayers I I prayed for and the specific answers he gave. But if if we keep these prayer journals, we'll have that as a testament to what God's done. And as we go back and read the prayers we prayed and the answers he gave, it will cultivate gratitude in our hearts, thanksgiving, thankfulness towards him for what he's done and how he answered our prayers. It's also cool, um, if, if you got some time, I, I, I mean, not if you've got some time, take some time, sit down for 20 minutes, set a timer, 20 minutes, and just start writing the things that you're thankful for. Write down things that God has blessed you with just in the last week, in the last year, in the last 10 years, and start writing, and you'll be amazed at how many pages you can fill with things you're grateful for before that 20 minutes runs out. So making a list is an amazing way to cultivate gratitude in your life. And then um, in, instead of uh, things that you, you do, uh, here's something that I would say to, to stop doing as much. Uh, stop dwelling on all that's negative. right? News, politics, social media, so much of that has become so negative. And uh, we don't want to bury our heads in the sand. We want to know what's going on. We want to know current events. We want to know what's happening in culture. But um, it's, it's so easy just to stare at screens and fill our minds with the negative. And, and we shouldn't do that because it's unhealthy for us. We need to stop and we need to give thanks. We need to think on the positive. Um, the negative stuff can bring a lot of anxiety and can bring a lot of stress, right? And I think that that's what we're seeing in our culture. So many people are so angry and so frustrated. Um, and I think it's because they're stressed out with all that is bad because they dwell on all that's bad. Uh, Paul even talks about this in, uh, in the book of Philippians. In chapter 4, uh, he gives kind of a, a how-to steps to, uh, to deal with anxiety and, uh, and, and I'd say even some depression. Uh, in Philippians 4, verse 6, he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication— with thanksgiving, did you catch that? With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> this is important for us. Thanksgiving can help peace come to our hearts and our minds. Praying and asking God with thanksgiving can bring peace to our hearts and our minds. He goes on in verse 8 of Philippians chapter 6. He says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. You see that? Stop dwelling on the negative and fill your mind with things that are good, that are true, that are lovely, that are of good repute, that are excellent, that are worthy of praise. That's what we need to be filling our minds with, right? That's a way you can cultivate gratitude. That's a way you can cultivate thanksgiving. Filling your mind with the truth of what God has done and what he's continuing to do for you. And obviously, the, the greatest gift God has given us is the gift of Jesus, the gift of his son. And I know that we're uh, not, not to Christmas yet, but we're getting there. And Thanksgiving can be a time to start your, your heart of gratitude towards God for this amazing gift of sending his son into this world to die on the cross on our behalf, taking on our shame and our guilt and our diseased uh, selves and killing it 
so that that's dead and giving us new life in him. Jesus and what he did for us should uh, bring us to our knees, make us weep in thankfulness and gratitude because there was nothing we could do to earn that. And he just gives it to us because he's a good, loving, amazing dad who cares about his kids and wants, wants to do good things for us, even to the point where it brings pain and it brings hurt and it brings separation on himself. He wants to be self-sacrificial towards us. And, and, and that should, as, as Christians, just bring us to our knees with a grateful heart, with thanksgiving. And so with this season of the holiday of Thanksgiving coming up, it's really good for us to cultivate gratitude and to practice it, to teach our kids to practice it, right? Uh, so many of us <clears throat> at Thanksgiving, you know, there's, there's different uh, traditions you can do. You can go around the table and have people name some things that they're thankful for. Uh, have your kids make a, you know, a Thanksgiving tree. I don't know if you've seen that, where they write things down on little leaves and, and tape it to this little uh, tree to, to show thanks for what they're thankful for and to pray about. But I would encourage you to develop some kind of a, a tradition, some some kind of a, a way to help your, your kids, to help your friends and family to cultivate gratitude in your life. It's it's important for us. Um, there's been a couple times in my life, and I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this, where you don't really have to cultivate gratitude, but it just happens to you. Um, you find yourself overwhelmed by gratitude. I, I think about, you know, the birth of, of my kids each time, like, it happens and you are just exuberant with gratitude. You're bursting with the need to thank somebody for this amazing event and for this amazing little person that's been brought into the world. And that needs to be directed towards God, right? I, I, I imagine many of you have seen beautiful sunsets or been at the ocean and just seen the beauty of it or in a, in a peaceful snowfall and gratitude just wells up in your heart and you have this appetite, you have this desire to direct your thankfulness toward someone. Uh, God has placed that in the hearts of all of us and I think he does it to draw us to himself. For us to see that we didn't do these great things that we experience, and there's something bigger, there's something greater than us that did, and we're thankful toward that person. There's a God who loves me, and I can direct my gratitude toward him. This Thanksgiving season, get alone and cultivate a grateful heart cultivate uh, an attitude of thanks towards this amazing God who's loved you so much and he's done so much for you, uh, especially in regards to the gospel. So I hope that this this podcast has been an encouragement to you. Uh, and what we're hoping to accomplish through this is that we can equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and to be confident in their faith. That's what we want to do. And so I hope just these scriptures and this argument for God's existence from, from gratitude um, does, does just that. It helps encourage you to know that what you believe is true because it correlates with the real world. Gratitude is something that's out there that we have to deal with, and Christianity makes the most sense of it. So thanks so much for being with us. Um, I, I'm grateful. One of the things I'm grateful for is this podcast. I'm grateful for Tyler. I'm grateful for our church who's bought us this equipment. I'm grateful for you, our listeners, who who take time out of your day. I know 
that, you know, listening to a 30, 40, 50, or even 60 minute podcast, man, it takes time. We're thankful that you do that. It's an encouragement to us to see that people are being impacted by the things that we say and, and the truth that we share. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing this with your friends. Thank you for rating us and for commenting. Um, we're just really grateful toward you and toward God who allows us to be able to do this. I hope that your Thanksgiving is just filled with a wonderful time with family and that um, you experience, I'm praying that you experience that overwhelming sense of gratitude at some point this week, that God would touch your heart in that way to show you that, that he's there and that you can direct your gratitude towards him. Again, thanks so much for being with us here on Christ, Culture, and Coffee, and we will be back next week. You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.